0: Hello everybody and welcome to a, another episode of the Pole Position Podcast. This is episode 3 for the 2021 F1 season and we are going to be reviewing a very action-packed Imola Grand Prix. Uh, my guest today is is of course Jamie Davis. Now Jamie, me and you did a watch-along of the race uh, on the Let's race. Talk Sport YouTube channel and I was just about to say... I say action packed. It was action packed, chaotic. There was a red flag. We had to talk during the red flag to keep the to keep the watch along going. Um, what would you say in regards to the, like, your first initial thoughts of the the Imola Grand Prix that we watched?
1: More of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, for the rest of the season. Yeah.
1: For the rest of the season, but no, I, it it did feel like you could see a big race coming when you saw the weather uh, and people having different tyres and not having the tyres that you'd need in in wet tracks. So. That that to me was when I, I I expected something to happen, but I think overall I've completely forgotten that Verstappen won the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of what happened before
0: it. Yeah, I mean to, to be honest, he sort of dominated sort of dominated the race to be honest didn't he obviously overtook lewis hamilton at the, at the start they both sort of touched and, and hamilton went over these sort of sausage curbs as it were on the turn 2 and um, and then from from that point on max verstappen was sort of in a world of his own i know there was like a safety car and a couple of red flags obviously had to stop the race and and restart again but he was sort of in in the world of his own and and looks like the, the the red bull as it were that is, that is meant to be the fastest car of the of the grid this season
1: i think they needed to get this one Red Bull because Bahrain, I think, hurt them mm. um, because of what we saw that Verstappen was, if I can remember, he was quickest in every session apart from winning the race uh, on the Sunday. So I think for them they had to get something to forget about, get something to forget about the race before and cover the cracks. Um, and Verstappen was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I thought he was really quick. Um, there were so many moments where I mean look okay yes people can say it's it's probably because you've got the two best cars that you saw Hamilton and Verstappen get fastest laps every time and keep responding to each other and then it was Hamilton who got it at the end so he won that at least but it was just the fact that when you've got tough conditions you've got a track that's not easy to go around at all even when it's not wet as we saw in qualifying a lot of deleted laps but we also saw that with these two drivers they are ready to push it to the limit regardless and I think Verstappen proved why he is the number one contender to stop Hamilton um, because I don't think there's anyone else out, out on that track that can do it I don't think Perez can do it in a Red Bull either, I don't think well, Bottas has proven that he can't do it in a Mercedes What? why would he do it this season mm. we'll talk more I'm sure about him in a bit but it, it says to me that for once, Hamilton might actually have an actual championship contender. Yeah. Since I, Rosberg.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say they both—they both, they both battled it out on that—that that first couple of turns. Max Max gave him no space at that that corner when they both touched. It's interesting actually when you watch it that it, when the so they did the race um, sort of questions at the end um, in like the, the press conference both of them were sort of Hamilton said oh we touched on that corner in fact Max came, oh, I don't think we touched and Hamilton went oh yeah we did touch so you can already see there sort of like this <laughs> did they? I, they,
1: they it looked like they well, no, they must have done because of the flooring uh, and
0: yeah, Hamilton's car I think Max sort of took as much room as he, he possible and obviously Lewis ran out of road as it were so he had to go on the, the thing but like Lewis was saying well we touched slightly and Max was going oh well I don't think we did touch so it's like the second race in and they're already getting a little bit sort of um touchy in their, their uh, sort of press conference words and I was just thinking which we need yes I was just thinking come on come <laughs> on, this is what this is what we've been be, been waiting for but um, I think again it's interesting because obviously we'll talk a little bit about Hamilton you know going from looking like he was out like you said in the in the watch along that we were already showing the screen of his DNF uh, and then somehow he managed to reverse it out um, of of the gravel and get back out onto the the track and go from ninth I think when he came back onto the track so um, obviously having the red flag, which obviously I think benefited Lewis Hamilton um, and then obviously going on to, to finish in second, getting that fastest lap point. So now he's only, I think Verstappen's one point off Lewis Hamilton. I think he's yes. still in the lead yeah. by one point. So yeah. already it's getting, you know, that, that one point could be vital for for Lewis Hamilton. I know we're only two races in, but it's going to hopefully it's going to turn into that where they, they that's why they were fighting so much for that fastest lap, surely.
1: You see, that's the thing, because the race have, had so much in it, I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it, was the first corner, which was red, Red you know, red Verstappen not giving up on the place, which, let's not forget, he started third as well, so yeah. you would have thought Prez would have had the advantage going on to turn one to challenge Hamilton. Instead, um, Prez didn't go in at all for it. Um, was that because of his tyres? I'm not sure. Did he have a bad start on the starting grid? I, I don't know. But this is when you will have more experience in Verstappen when it comes to front row racing because Verstappen's done it for the last two, three, four seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, his first ever race win was five years ago and then his second ever race win was in twenty seventeen. So, you know, he's he's used to being up there while Perez we will always say he is the number two driver, even though he out-qualified Verstappen on Saturday, which yeah, we'll talk more about Perez later, but we we need this. We we really do. And I and me and Jack always stress that we're not Hamilton haters. We we're, we're proud of Hamilton for the fact that for British motorsport he's the most successful driver, ahead of the likes of you know Damon Hill, Graham Hill, and uh, you know John Surtees etc. Where you know we've got ourselves someone that's the best in F one possibly. But I just think after a while you go through periods where it's the same results and you want to see something different. We've seen it from. Schumacher's era, we've seen it, seen it from Vettel's era, and we've we're now seen it with Hamilton's era.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I totally agree, it's it's not that we dislike Hamilton, it's just that we want something, we want him to be, uh, to, to truly say he's one of the best, we want him to be in competition every single week, we want him to be pushed every race to, to the limit, and hopefully this season is, is something we're going to get. So obviously Lewis Hamilton you know, gets that second place, is uh, sort of getting the points, and I think that's another one thing that Max Verstappen obviously has to do this season is that even if Lewis Hamilton looks like he's going to miss out on points or looks like he's going to be out of a race, you can never count on that for Max Verstappen. He's got to try and win every single race because Lewis Hamilton very rarely loses out any points.
1: Well, I mean, it said it all, didn't it? You know, he, Hamilton had all sorts of moments, and we even had a graphic come up on the screen from formerly the one feed saying how many DNFs he's had. And I'm thinking as as the F1 production team just completely underestimated Hamilton and thinking I mean we all thought he was out I even screamed it on the watch along (laughs) before you saw it saying Hamilton's out and then commentary curse came in so uh that didn't help but but that that as you mentioned the other day Verstappen will look on the podium and just go ah (laughs) he's here damn it (laughs) (laughs) Um, which I'm sure deep down he applauded him but when it comes to the championship, you don't want him on the same podium as you. And if you can get those opportunities, you've got to take them. Absolutely. Because Hamilton Hamilton is the most hard-working driver when it comes to a race where it's, it's not going to be his race, but he'll make sure it's the best... Race he can get out of it.
0: Absolutely, he maximises every single point possible, and I think that's yeah. the issue for for Max Verstappen this year because he does miss out on a few DNFs, whether it be reliability or whether he crashes out. So that's something that needs to be ironed out at a Red Bull. Quick point on on Sergio Perez, then his teammate uh, did did qualify second. Obviously, went out on the softer compound tyre to get that second place. But just wasn't his just wasn't his race. You know, obviously Christian Horner said it and, and Sergio Perez came out and said it afterwards as well that he still obviously needs time to get used to this Red Bull. It's a completely different thing. For so many years he's been at Racing Point or, you know, Force India. It's a completely new thing to be at at Red Bull now, a different way that the car drives. I think Daniel Ricardo's having the same thing. Vettel's having the same thing at Aston Martin. You know, you gotta get used to the new car, but yeah, did did have a, a few spins didn't he? Had a couple of issues in terms of that car during the during the race weekend. Still got more to learn at Red Bull at the minute.
1: I think it's I mean thank goodness Bahrain's race was good at the end. Yeah. Um always we'd probably talk about his qualifying more from from Bahrain. So at least he's had I'd say he's had a balance of one good weekend, one bad weekend because it's weird, you know, you can have a bad weekend and then race day could be the opposite and it ends up being a good weekend despite your preparations for for the race, yeah. so I, I think for Perez, look, it, it's he was unfortunate. I, I think it's just sadly he was one of those like George Russell and Bottas and Hamilton where he got on the wet side of the track and lost the grip and that was it. The moment he got down to 14th, I, I was confident he could get into top 10 just because he's got the car. But it, it's not easy when you've got two world champions in front of you as well. He got past Vettel at one point, but Alonso is still a very good driver in my eyes but he's in a very shit car from what we're seeing <laughs> at the moment but we, we hope not. Um so yeah, I would I, I again give him time but I do think he might have been laid off a little bit because Bottas didn't get points.
0: Yeah, and I think I think I I, I think yeah. Yeah, you know Bottas, both both second drivers really for Red Bull and Mercedes missed out on helping their teams pass the other. And I think that's one thing that Christian Horner said after the race is that we could have got extra points over Mercedes this weekend, and and annoyingly we missed out on it. And, and obviously Toto Wolff said it the other way as well. So yeah, missed opportunities for both. I'll go on to Bottas in a minute, but I want to mention um, Lando Norris because you know finishing in third place, another podium for McLaren, another podium for Norris. You know, fifteen points. He's third in the championship now. One McLaren are looking good. You know they they, they were okay, good, you know decent enough in Bahrain, and obviously they they were really good in, in qualifying in Imola as well. Landon Norris could have been on the the, the front row if it hadn't been for track limits. Uh, but Norris in general, he's he's gone up a gear, hasn't he, this, for this season?
1: i see what he did there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's. I, I feel like it's more of the same from last year though, because I feel like last year was the, the was the Norris we hadn't seen yet. And I feel like he's been that consistent. He's done it again this year, yeah. which is—I I mean, look—I I don't think the signs swap with Ricardo really meant anything to him. He would just—I'm sure—the right driver just focuses on himself and just does his bit for the team. So, I think he welcomes Ricardo, but then when it comes to the track, he just needs to do his job. And he's—you know—him getting podium, especially when. There was a long time to go. I thought in that race when he was in the podium. Yes, he got overtaken by Hamilton, but there's no shame. No. <laughs> Again, the the Mercedes. There's no shame to go behind a Mercedes, and Hamilton's just got the edge over every driver on the circuit in my eyes. He he will beat any driver on the day. So I think for him to hold on to it, I think that's great because Charles Leclerc got fourth, and you know they should look at Ferrari as their main main rivals this season. And and you know Ferrari aren't in the best of times at the moment and if McLaren can get third at least then it's another great championship under Zak Brown
0: absolutely i think i think um McLaren and Ferrari is going to be a battle this season but but you say that obviously you know fantastic re- weekend for Philando Norris obviously Daniel Ricciardo finishes in sixth place so again double points for the team but in between both Norris and Ricciardo are the two Ferraris so actually a really good weekend at one of their home circuits at Imola shame there wasn't any fans obviously there was some in their balconies around the track but not actually in the the stands yeah. as it were but yeah Leclerc fourth Carlos Sainz fifth Science obviously struggled in qualifying you couldn't I think he finished in 11th place on Saturday so a good performance by science to get into the sort of top half of the points uh, but yeah 4th and 5th of ferrari is actually not a bad result for them
1: I think as well it, it... To, to do it so early on in the season you know if you do it late on in the season it's kind of the whole thing of we've well, turned up a bit too late but that might just give them a bit of a promise for the season
0: yeah not a great weekend for, for alpine or alpine however you want to, to say it uh, i know they get ninth and tenth in the end so it's two, three points overall but you know with the with the big bosses of of renault at, at the the race this weekend they're sort of going backwards again, aren't they? I mean, I know we're only two yeah. races in, but it's you know when Fernando Alonso's there, and we said this before the season started. It only takes a few races if they're not going well for um, Fernando Alonso to sort of not be in his best mood in terms of you know what he can be like on the on the radio. So yeah, they haven't got long really to, to really pick this pace up, have they?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if this was to be his last season. You know, take you know it's like a. What if, kind of year for him, where it's like, what if I just give F1 one more go? Yeah. You join join a team that you used to be with and then you realise, ah, no. <laughs> Not what I hoped for, which he's got nothing to lose, has he, Fernando? Again, two races gone, but it, it's always this... That second race always gives you that consistency of where each team's going straight away for the season.
0: Yeah, and Sebastian Vettel as well, is that in the same category sort of thing as Fernando? Uh you put Vettel in the same thing That maybe it's a, just a year and, and he changes his mind or?
1: I think Vettel's past it um, I don't think he's a racer anymore I don't see The difference between a normal driver And a racer with Vettel anymore I feel like he's just there to fill up the lineup. And I said this last year When he was at Ferrari Because when he was having those One or two championship battles with Hamilton Until the season got too long For Ferrari in my eyes Where Hamilton and Mercedes could do it week in week out and then the gap would get bigger. And I think it I don't think Vettel's been the same since that Canada race when he it probably should have won the race and then he obviously got second or third or whatever and then went up to the to the cars where they park next to the numbers and he moved the number 1 to his car in in protest of of the decision making from the race controls. So I don't think he's been the same ever since. I still think he enjoys his F1 and all that because I mean at the end of the day it's a very nice wage and you're getting paid to drive cars and, and Aston Martin is a young new team with the new name and all that with a young driver who will will ask for his advice and expertise in, 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 in racing. So I just feel for Vettel it's just a step back and to help a team and that's it. Um, and sadly, I hope I'm wrong. But that's just how I feel. From what I've seen from Vale, I don't think he's been the same in the last three, four years.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think again, it's it's sort of highlighted that that Lance Stroll... I mean, you know, he has been at the team longer. So Vettel coming in, you know, he's, he's obviously had a few months to get used to everything. But Lance Stroll seems to be actually performing in that car reasonably well. He's getting in the points, got in the points in Bahrain. I think he was only one point, but this time round he finishes eighth with with an extra four. So I don't say he's carrying the team at the minute, but it is that Vettel is still getting used to the team, or maybe struggling with some things that the Aston Martin does differently to Ferrari. But again, he struggled last year in the Ferrari. So it, yeah, I think it is it is showing sort of difficult signs. for for Sebastian Vettel at the minute, but Lance Stroll finishes eighth, Pierre Gasly seventh. Another decent result for for Lance Stroll. Is he improving in your eyes? Yeah. Is he, you know, is he impressing yeah. you a bit more? Because obviously he's... we had the same sort of ideas of Lance Stroll when he first came in.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's the same as Lando Norris for me, where he's carrying on from last year. Yeah. Um, which yeah, in all fairness, it was up until last season where you and I would be like many fans would kind of not give him the credit because we look at him and think, well, he's come from a rich family. His dad bought the team. And obviously the moment he bought the team and the opportunity came, he got in the seat, um, which, I mean, we've got to remember Lance Stroll got a podium in Azerbaijan, didn't he once for Williams? um, Yeah. Yeah. for, For Williams. So, you know, there is, there is moments like that, which does make you think maybe Lance Stroll isn't a bad driver. Um, and I think he's proving to us he's definitely proving it to me because I have criticized him um that in the last t- 12 8 months I'd say that he's actually becoming a solid driver pole in turkey um, third oh race, yeah, I forgot about that. Third yeah, yeah. in
0: Sakir, I want to say as well, because it was two racing. Parts, yeah,
1: yeah, because f- Ocon got second. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So again, like I said, you, you've highlighted his his podium in Williams, but I think, like you said, in this last twelve months, again, I think he's took it onto a to a new level. So yeah, Lance Stroll is 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 is, is, is impressing everybody, and, and it's good to see. But yeah, I go, I'll go through the best: Kimi Raikkonen thirteenth, Antonio Giovinazzi fourteenth. Not the best day in the end for, for Alpha Romeo. Vettel fifty. Uh, and then we've got two laps down. These were in terms of uh, the hasses. <laughs> Mick Schumacher God. obviously had a, a spin um, on the start finish straight where he um, lost his front wing, which wasn't the best thing, and he obviously had to no. come around right because you mentioned it on the live stream. I forgot that he had to keep going round because the pit lane was closed at that point, so yeah. he had to keep going round.
1: And, and that why did they close the pit lane for that exactly?
0: I can't remember what the actual reasoning for it wasn't under the it wasn't under the red flag it was before that it, there was a safety car for was it Latifi but I can't remember I
1: think it might have been Latifi. But yeah. I don't know why
0: the pit lane was closed for that. I, I can't I can't I can't remember. But yeah, not not great for uh, but we know they're going to be at the back every race but two laps down Mick Schumacher still managed to beat his teammate of uh, Nikita Mazepin who had a Uh-oh. tussle with Latifi on the first lap which saw um, obviously Latifi go out um, so I mean we, I'll gloss over the Hasses because we know where they're going to be but for, on, on, in terms of we'll go to Russell and Bottas now but in terms of Latifi first that Williams car looked really strong for this race weekend and neither of them finished at all not even in the points they yeah. just didn't finish so.
1: I, I really hoped for George Russell he would have got over last year's Imola when he was behind that safety car and then just all of a sudden lost the grip car gone yeah. race over yeah Um, which he took really badly because it was like watching Mika Hakkinen come out the car when he was fighting in 99 for the championship against Schumacher just sitting there for ages thinking I've blown it Um, so I'm gutted for Russell just because of that I I really really am so I mean the incident I still think it's 50-50 I can't decide whose fault it is but Russell had to overtake him because Bottas was too slow yeah, in a way, as in, look, you're going down a straight, you're creeping up to him, which I think must have been a big shock to the team and Russell, thinking, hang on a minute, we're overtaking a Mercedes here, what's going on? Um, but he had to take the chance. It's Russell. He's he's proven he's proven in a Mercedes he can overtake Bottas um, in in Sakia. and I just think for for Russell he's thinking, no, I'm going to give, I'm going to do this because our team could get in the points for once. I mean, how many more opportunities are they going to get this year of getting in the points? I, I I, can't tell you. I don't know. But I'm sure the team with the the history that they've had in the last few years, they're not going to think it's going to happen every race because they need to prove Solfin. Um And they are slowly proving. I mean, look at what they did in qualifying. They made it to Q2, both of them. Both, yeah. You know, not just Russell. I think when you're getting the Teefy through it as well, you're absolutely you, you're getting there. There's progress. And I think, you know... Even if Williams finished ninth out of the tenth in the constructors championship this season, it's it's better than last place and it's a bit more money made as well. Let's not forget there's a there's a prize money for each place. So I think going back to Russell, it's it's interesting to see, but I still think Mercedes need to pick him up when whenever they do get a, a seat available.
0: Interestingly he did put a post out um on the, the day after Saying, yesterday wasn't my proudest day. I knew it would be one of the best opportunities to score points this season, as James just said. Uh, when those points matter as much as they do right now, sometimes you take risks. Uh, risks. Uh, it didn't pay off, and I have safe responsibility for that. Having had time uh, to reflect on what happened afterwards, I know I should have handled the whole situation better. Uh, emotions can run high in the heat of the moment, and yesterday mine got the better of me. I apologise to Valtry. Um, to my team and to anyone who felt let down by my actions that's not who I am, and I expect more from myself um, as others uh, as, as others know they expect more from me as well i've learned tough lessons this weekend and will come out a better driver and a better person for the experience and then he goes on to say we'll focus on in terms of Portugal so he's come out and said, you know obviously I apologize for the team, but you know there were there were points there as you've mentioned, and you have to take take them risks but I think he's more going on to the point that after he came out of the car everyone felt he was going over to check on Bottas, see if he was okay but you know he went in on him didn't he
1: <laughs> yeah I, it was i it's a heat at the moment though isn't it because yeah. it's you know he's just gone through quite a big moment and he's he's straight away prioritizing his team and gone we've just we've just missed out on some big points to get us a bit further up so i can understand that it doesn't it didn't look good because i was telling you when the watch long was happening i was like oh you know bless Russell like you know I thought he's helping him get out or he's just saying I'm sorry or you know hope uh, hope you're alright but no it wasn't it was we don't know what he said um, there was no mics or anything to pick it up Bortas But Bottas gave him the bird well what's the bird? Did he give him that? Yeah. Did he? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> he said
0: when they asked Bottas he was like I didn't hear I didn't hear him um I didn't hear what he said. Um but then he when he he, he, he smacked him on his racing uh, helmet didn't he? Um Russell when he left him and while he did that Bottas gave him the middle finger. Um so even though he didn't hear him he could, I guess you can understand from his body language put saying stuff to him while he, Russell was there happy. Uh,
1: so uh, if I was Bottas that would pee, that would pee me off. That would because it is kind of like a situation of, can I just get out my car, please? You know, and you <laughs> my could car see he was
0: winded because he was he was sitting down, wasn't he? He was kneeling down for, for five minutes after the the instant
1: bot. Yeah, hatch, yeah, and yeah. They were
0: showing it when he was obviously had a had a big, big um, and it's a crash. Big, yeah, yeah. It was a big <laughs> You know, impact,
1: wasn't I, but, it? I mean, they've had crashes, all of them, but you know, a crash is a crash. It's still a shock to the system. I think um, it's just how prepared you get for it. But again, how can you predict? when a crash is coming and how it's going to end. I mean, we saw Alonso in Melbourne with that McLaren yeah. crash, which didn't look too bad, but then the moment he got out of the car, he looked shaken, and this is one of the greatest drivers of all time who's used to risk and used to, you know, his his life being on the line. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't like that from Russell, and I think he's got to, even though he meant it, well, I don't know if he meant it, as I say he at the moment, I just think sometimes when the cameras are focusing on you, don't, just just leave him, you know, just walk away make sure that because the racing stewards, I felt sorry for them because they're all there you know basically tell them get off the track come on you know the drivers are still coming past so I do think um, Russell's beat was being very unprofessional but I love him as a driver and I just think he needs to grow up a little bit and realize that he's the one without the experience so he's, he's getting there but he needs to make sure he doesn't burn bridges because Mercedes should be his next team
0: at one point i do want to make before i obviously finish that was that the drs was open for george russell and it was still a wet circuit so do you think the drs should have been open at that point because obviously he got a jump on him mm. with that extra speed and then obviously had to make the maneuver because he was faster than bottas so at that point did you think the drs maybe shouldn't have been on or
1: yeah probably not to be honest, we're still because... went driving on
0: intermediates. I think at that well, it's point. What's dangerous,
1: isn't it? At the end of the day, it's it's if that is the case, and that's why it happened because of DRS, then. Yeah, it's dangerous.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll just go through the, the remaining... Uh, obviously, we've gone through the actual drive order. I'll go through the stand-ins, but before we finish, I want to quickly point out the Miami Grand Prix. So I'll literally go through the Constructors. Stadies, um still top of the uh, Constructors' Championship with two races gone uh, on 60 points. Red Bull just behind on 53. McLaren in um, third place with 41. Ferrari with 34 in fourth. And then he goes Alpha Tauri, Aston Martin, Alpine, um, Alfa Romeo, Williams and Haas. Uh, Alfa Romeo, Williams and Haas all don't have any points at the moment. And if we look at the actual driver standings, like we mentioned earlier, Lewis Hamilton is top with two races down, but only one point ahead of Max Verstappen. Let's hope this continues throughout the season. Uh, Lando Norris is in third place with 27, Charles Leclerc in fourth. And then <clears throat> you've got Valtteri Bottas in fifth with only 16 points. There's a huge gap already between him and his teammate with, oh dear. with that DNF in Imola, Um, and then Carlos signs sixth. Daniel Ricciardo seventh. Sergio Perez in the second Red Bull is in eighth with ten points, Uh, and then Gasly ninth and Lance Stroll tenth. Um, so yeah they're the sort of driver stances at the minute but yeah quickly like I said Jamie I want to mention the Miami Grand Prix now obviously it was announced during the Imola weekends that we would be going to Miami in 2022 if we're actually going is another point but I'd love to go to the, <laughs> the Miami Grand Prix it would oh be I for, hope the restrictions
1: uh, are gone by it, then. yeah
0: it will be immense it's around the um, NFL stadium I think that it's going to be driving around the, the, the circuit uh, the there, Dolphin Stadium the Dolph- yeah, Miami yeah. Dolphin Stadium um, seeing the track looks good it's it doesn't look like one of them that's going to be just um, straights like the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix that's not making me interested at all no, um, no but the Miami Grand Prix looks good and another race in the the US which I think well, obviously they
1: want. It's free straights isn't it if e- I can remember
0: yes I'll see if I can get it up while um, while we're, we're looking at it but yeah in terms of it being announced a, a good one do you think because obviously we've been talking about a second race in the Americas.
1: It's been talked about for a few years, hasn't it? Yeah. It's it's it, it kind of I completely forgot about the Miami Grand Prix plans. I I honestly thought it was like the New Jersey one which was the plans have just gone in the bin and we'll never talk about it again. Yeah. Uh so when it I got I think I got it in an email like to the newsletter or something and then it just turned up on my phone. I was like, "Oh, Miami's coming to F1, but we had that with Vietnam where I had that same email, Vietnam's gonna happen and it's like, ah no, no. We
0: never even we never even got one. We that, never got we? one, did we? No.
1: <laughs> Poor pandemic ruined it and it's yeah. probably killed it as well. Yeah, so I don't think... um but there's I tell you what, there must be a long list of races that were supposed to happen but didn't come to plan at the end. So yeah, I'm for it. I I think as I said before, they were planning on two races for a long time in the Americas and look, I think Liberty's one of their biggest tasks is to get F1 popular in America hence yeah. why I think they did this Netflix series to get which has helped Netflix yeah. Yeah. because there are a lot more people who I speak to now that didn't follow F1 before Drive to Survive existed but anyway back back to Miami I mean I'm looking forward to it it's it's for me it's probably just another event you know for a lot of people who are going to say yes to Miami in terms of the drivers the, the 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 staff and the people who go around all the circuits they're going to love it um, so I think it's great for F one, and as I said, Liberty want to get it more known in the Americas. I'd imagine.
0: I want to just finalise with with this point really, and that, and that's that. I- Imola as a whole, this is a, is this not a track that we need to be keeping on the calendar, full stop. We should happily take two two Italian races because I think Monza itself is a great race track to go to. I'd love to go to Mo- what's a race at Monza, but I also think Imola over the last two seasons, with them coming back last year as well, as like a backup track has provided some great action. So surely F1 must be looking at it and thinking maybe we keep these maybe we keep Imola on the on the grid
1: going forward. Well what's their do they have a plan for Imola? Is it just again, while I we're think in it was, COVID?
0: Yeah, again, I think it was just that maybe, you know, during this time Imola was another track that they could use. Again with Portugal I think both tracks were free. So they've used them because obviously I they're in Europe it- again. Would you be happy to have Imola back next season as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I yes, I definitely would. Um But I I don't think it will be sadly
0: no sadly i don't think so either but it it is brought great entertainment another one as we finish this is portugal next next um, race as well another one that's been brought back to sort of help out in terms of the calendar this year i think that one's replaced china altogether i think that was when china was meant to be i don't think china's in it this year at all is it or have i missed
1: no i don't think it is think is, is it
0: china might have missed out again or been you know obviously said that they can't do it again so um, yeah portugal you know a- another ish race last year i think lewis hamilton won that one if i remember rightly which um, one does he not win? Yeah, well, I know, exactly. But um, <laughs> you're uh, looking forward to, obviously, the Portuguese Grand Prix. I mean, like I said, if we could just go back quickly to Verstappen and Hamilton, it has brought everything closer, so obviously one point away. Obviously, we didn't see that much of a battle this time round because obviously Hamilton had that incident and Max Verstappen, you know, sort of pulled away, as it were. Should we hope for another battle between the two of them at Portugal?
1: No. Yes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's them two in the top two and qualifying, and then let's see how it goes because... It would be interesting if Verstappen wins this one, I think. But also, what if someone else wins it, you know? Not them two. Tiki Perez wins who knows who knows you know it'd be you know we we have had our first two races one by two different drivers it would be nice to see a third different driver at least so
0: that was the the imola uh, grand prix obviously like i said the the portuguese grand prix at Porto Mayo is is next on the calendar that's uh, not this weekend coming but the weekend after and then i think it is a double header so we've obviously got the portuguese grand prix and then we're back to barcelona for the spanish grand prix a week after that as well so it'll be the first double header of uh, the f1 season um yeah thank you very much for Uh, Listening to uh, the Pole Position podcast, like I said, it it can be um, viewed on on YouTube as well as on Apple Podcasts as well. Don't forget, obviously, with um, myself and Jamie Davis and a couple of others as well, we will be doing race watch-alongs throughout the season on Let's Talk Sports, so go and check that out as well. Uh, but yeah thank you very much for for, for Jamie for being on the podcast uh, thank you for having me Uh, thank you very much for obviously watching Uh, please and and, and, uh, listening please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well that really does mean a lot and uh, we will see you all in the next one thank you very much see you soon bye (laughs) I'll leave that bye on as well